Hello everyone, welcome to the Psychology of Dating podcast. My name is Nadine Newkirk and I'm a clinical psychologist and dating coach. Today's episode, I'm going to talk about some tips or strategies that you can use to help you enjoy the dating um, app experience more. Before we jump into that, I'd like to ask a favor. (laughs) So for all listeners, if you have an episode that you found interesting, sparked an idea, could be helpful for someone else, if you could think about one person who you could share that episode with. So you can go on Spotify or wherever you're listening to the podcast, if you can share the link and send it through to someone on WhatsApp, on a message, on Facebook. And this just helps spread the dating knowledge, helps get the podcast known and visibility on the app sites. Um, And that would be really appreciated. It might seem small, but you never know what doors can open, how that could help someone getting some specific advice um, or who they might share the episode with. And, you know, it's a bit like a spider's web. It can trickle out. Um, I was really excited to look at the 2023 statistics of the podcast and was surprised that it's listeners all over the world. So there's people in Australia where I am in Sydney, but also other parts of Australia, um, Melbourne, Brisbane, smaller rural towns. There was also people in United States, people from Africa, people from Europe. So I think this really highlights that Dating is a universal kind of challenge for people and you know, you're know you not alone in this experience if you're listening. So if you could help spread and share the podcast, that would be much appreciated. Okay, how to be able to enjoy using the dating apps more. This is a common thing that I come across when I'm working with people where they get to a stage where they're feeling disheartened, burnt out, kind of just dissatisfied with their use of the apps overall. And this can lead to kind of all or nothing thinking, like I just, I'm going to scrap the apps altogether, they're pointless. Um, And I always say that it's helpful to have both doors open, that I actually recommend as you're doing it using the dating apps that you do still give yourself opportunities to meet people in person as well. But we don't want to do an all or nothing, just in person, just dating apps. If you have both doors open, you give yourself statistically more chances, more opportunities, um, and just helps you have those different experiences, that variety. So what are some things that people often don't enjoy in the apps? Well, key ones are the way people are treated. You know, sometimes you can get ghosted. You're having a flowing conversation and suddenly someone disappears or you ask them on a date and then they never reply. Um, Maybe you match, but then you don't even get a conversation started. Or people find that they're sick of not getting the dates, that they're finding the conversations boring or tiring and, yeah, it feels like wasted energy. Maybe they find that they get into conversations, but they're finding they're not interesting. Like, oh, everyone's always asking me, how's your weekend? Um, Or people may be feeling overwhelmed with too many connections on the apps, that you're matching with a whole bunch of people and then it feels like too much. And 
So whatever your experience on the apps is, you know, it can be challenging, it can be tiring. So when we think about how can we transform this experience, what can we do? It's always helpful to come back to what are the factors within my control? Because I could try and sit here and give you advice about how to, you know, manipulate someone else or get them to do something. But at the end of the day, they're their own person. We don't have control over the other people on the apps. So what we want to really come back to is, is there anything that you could do that you could tinker with to change your experience? So I've got a few different points here that hopefully might help you um, have a bit of a different outlook or experience, maybe even enjoy using the apps a little bit more. So the first one is your pacing, how often and when and the intention behind when you're swiping and using the apps. Often our phones are used when we're doing those scrolling, you know, if you're scrolling social media or if you're scrolling on, swiping on Tinder, Hinge, wherever you are, it can be used as a bit of a crutch for difficult emotions. So that is maybe you're feeling really bored and you pull out your app (laughs) and you swipe. You know, phones are designed to kind of keep us on it, to give us a dopamine hit. Our brains get that dopamine reward system spike when we have new or novel information. So if you think about jumping on, scrolling through Instagram, constant little videos, little images, it's constantly re-spiking that dopamine hit but it's not actually a satisfying hit overall, that it's uh, kind of short-lived and then maybe after half an hour of scrolling, you actually feel a little bit more tired or a little bit drained at the end. And that can also happen on the apps, that start to pay attention to what you're feeling and what you're doing just before you go swiping. Because you might think, oh, it's the swiping which is making me feel bored or disheartened, But sometimes we can track back that chain of events actually well before that, that maybe you're at work and, you know, things are a bit slow or you don't want to do that project, you're procrastinating and so you're jumping on it. So you're already feeling a bit bored or a bit frustrated that day and then you're trying to change that emotion by jumping on the apps and that's problematic. Maybe notice as well the types of thoughts that are running through your head just before you jump on the apps because if you're at home and you're having all these thoughts, I'm never going to meet anyone, the apps are pointless, and then you're jumping on the apps to try and change or convince those thoughts, it's never going to work because we have a bias where whatever we're thinking, we can kind of filter and see the world through that lens. So if I have the thought, there's no one on there that I'm interested in, that kind of black and white, all or nothing, no one, when I'm swiping, I will pay attention to, you know, the 60, 70% of people I say no to, and I won't really pay attention to the people I swipe yes to. My mind will kind of disqualify that. It'll say, oh, but it's not going to work out with them anyway. So they don't count. And it won't actually see the opportunities there or really hyper-focus on what's not going right. So when you're swiping on the apps, it's really helpful to think about how often you're doing it and when you're doing it. So instead of doing it when you're really rushed, just about to go into a meeting, can you allocate conscious time to swipe? And before you do that, can you 
take care of your self-care a little bit beforehand. So if you get home and you're really tired, can you first of all have that unwind shower? Can you have a meal? Can you do something enjoyable? And then you allocate yourself that 20 minutes. Or maybe it's, you know, if it's your lunch break, you don't want to swipe when you're hangry. If you're anything like me, when I'm hungry, I'm not in the best mood for anything. (laughs) So maybe you have your lunch, sit in the park, sit in the sun, and then afterwards you give yourself that 20 minutes. And that's the other thing is thinking about, do you really need to be on the app? Sometimes people will be jumping on kind of intermixed throughout the day and get lots of notifications. You know, the apps are designed to want to hook you back into it. Could you turn notifications off your apps so you can have a break and just be truly present where you are in the day and then actually give yourself time to swipe and consciously be there in that moment when you're swiping? And, you know, for some people it could look different. Some people might have a really, really busy week and 10 minutes is enough in a day. For someone else it might be half an hour. Someone, it could be an hour, but really just thinking about for your schedule, your time, what are your limits before you start to feel really tired or really burnt out? And we want to actually cap the time before then. So that's the first one. Notice how often you're swiping, set a time limit, notice what you're feeling before, consciously give yourself an actual time point, which is going to be more helpful and can put you in a better mindset before you're swiping. The second tip I have is really before you get on the apps, connect with your values and your goals of why you're using it because it's undeniable that there is going to be challenges, that statistically speaking there are going to be people who ghost or there are going to be people who swipe who you're not so interested in and that's okay. But we want to bring back to mind and remind ourselves why we're doing hard things, why we do effortful things. So, for example, I used to work at a university counselling service and it can be hard when a degree is long, you know, it might be three years, four years, and sometimes our brains can lose sight of the reason why I entered in to do that degree in the first place. And then all you're seeing is these arduous, stressful, boring assignments And it could be really challenging to think, why do I want to do this? And that's where maybe more procrastination came in, where people would kind of get behind on things and you get more high stress and it becomes even less enjoyable to be at university. And so one tip I'd get people to do is to really connect with why are you here? So knowing that each day we always have a choice, you know, we have a choice to kind of step off and not do that degree anymore or to change our path, but you're here. So what was the reason that brought you here in the first place? What is that reason that could keep you going? And that might be, you know, for a degree, it could be someone really loves or is passionate about the field that they're in. You know, they maybe they're doing vet science and they really are passionate about helping living beings and animals, or they're really fascinated by um, the science and biology behind how things work, and or they want financial stability, or they, you know, have a certain job in mind where they think that that'll be really satisfying or rewarding or, you know, challenge them in a helpful way. So you really want to connect to your values are the 
bigger kind of ultimate direction you're heading. It's not something you tick off, you know, having a satisfying job. It's not like I do that for one day and then I'm done, but more thinking about like what would create a rewarding job overall. And that might be that it's intellectually stimulating, that you have colleagues and human connection, that there's humor at the workplace. Like these are the things that are ongoing. These are the values. So what would your values be for why you've come on the apps? And it could be that you're wanting a long-term relationship or you're wanting children and thinking to yourself, okay, well, if I could ultimately have that goal, would it be worth having challenges on the apps for two years to ultimately get that goal in my life? You know, really bring to mind the reason why. The reason why is what helps keeps us going. The third tip is using radical acceptance. So radical acceptance for the challenges that you come across on the dating apps. And if you're not quite sure about radical acceptance, I've done a previous episode on this. Um, So you can just look up that title. Radical acceptance is basically acknowledging things are the way they are. And it doesn't mean we, you know, we can still not like it. We can still wish it could change. But we're acknowledging this is the way things are at this moment. And it helps us also accept things that are out of our control or we don't have power to change in this moment. And with the apps, you don't have control whether someone replies to you. You do have control whether you initiate a message, what you put into the message, um, you know, how you word things, whether you're actually asking people on dates or whether you're sitting back and waiting for them to do it. Those are the things in our control, but there's a whole bunch of things that might be painful or challenging on the apps that are out of our control. And that's where radical acceptance can come in. And also reminding yourself that this is natural and part of the app experience, that it's not, it can feel personal because it's happening to you. And at the same time, everyone gets ghosted on the apps. That anyone who gets on there will have connections that where the conversation doesn't even get started or times where it feels like there's no one to connect with or times where it feels overwhelming, <laughs> lots of messages, but it doesn't feel fruitful. That it can be really helpful to remind yourself that statistically speaking, because these people don't actually know you, you're just a bot on the screen and they've got their own lives, we don't know their reasons for not replying, that it is just statistically speaking that's what's going to happen. There isn't – I have never come across anyone on the apps who just goes, every single person they see, they swipe yes and they think it's an amazing connection, they have wonderful conversations and they go on dates with every single person. Um, I think I would be a very rich dating coach if that were to happen. Um, so I think that radical acceptance that – there's just going to be some annoying things that happen on the apps and that is the way it is and it can still worth be worthwhile and there's still things in our control to make the experience more enjoyable. Okay, next tip, being proactive. So this is really focusing on what can you do from your side to change the experience. So if you're finding oh, the conversations are really short, you know, it's one-worded answers or boring or maybe they're trailing off. How can you create an interesting message? How can you, you know, when you talk about your weekend instead of saying, yeah, it was good, 
Can you elaborate? Can you give a bit more detail? Can you show enthusiasm from your side? Um, you can always refer to boring versus interesting messages, um, my podcast episode, if you're looking, wanting to know how could I create a bit more of an interesting message. You could think about being proactive and asking people on dates. So the whole point of the apps is we more just want to use it as a method to actually get to the in-person because we don't want to spend too much time talking to people where we don't really know them yet. They're really kind of this invisible person behind a screen and we're going to be able to filter and know whether we connect with the person or not once we actually meet them. So even though it can be scary or daunting, asking people on the dates not hesitating, not just asking one person, ask 30 people. <laughs> um, you know, the more we ask, the more doors we open. Saying yes to people when you're swiping. If you're going on the apps and swiping no to 99% of people, you only give yourself a 1% chance. And usually that's when we're over-filtering too much. We're already making stories up about this person in our head. We think we know exactly who they are and their personality and what they're like. But at the end of the day, you only have a few pictures, a little bit of writing, and the rest is our minds filling in the gaps. So to truly know who someone is, we actually need to meet up with them. So swipe yes to people. Next tip, think about what type of dates you'd like to go on when you are going on dates. Um, you know, I know lots of people can find it can be tiring to spend three hours, you know, you've had dinner with someone and you knew from the beginning that you weren't that interested. Or maybe you're not that into drinking during a work week and you find that you're constantly going out for alcoholic drinks. So it can be really helpful to actually think about if I had my ultimate best, most enjoyable dates and experiences, what would they, they be? Where, where would I be going um, you know, what type of location, day, night. And actually, if you're asking people on dates and suggesting dates, you can create more of those experiences. And everyone will be unique or different. So for me, I actually found dating in lockdown really enjoyable because I love nature. I love being outdoors. Um, I love kind of being active, especially when I'm meeting someone new. It can actually be a bit more tiring kind of sitting you know directly across the table from someone intense eye contact having to have these conversations like an interview um over dinner you know three course dinner that can actually be really tiring so for me I found going for a walk by the beach or going to a really beautiful park and you know sitting down and having a coffee or even doing an activity like a tennis date or going, you know, bowling, something like that can be enjoyable. So don't think that it has to always be sitting down at a pub or having a drink, but you can have variety and think about what works for you. Lastly, to be able to enjoy the dating experience a little bit more, it can be helpful to reframe what success is when you're using the dating apps. So if we think success is swiping yes and you know thinking that everyone's the perfect match getting fruitful conversations for everyone going on dates and then if you're wanting a long-term partner meeting them straight away if 
that's your bar for success, then we don't have much room for anything else to happen. And we know that it's it's not a guarantee. We don't know exactly. It could be tomorrow. It could be three years' time. We don't know when you might meet that connection, which is the one that you're looking for. And the most you can do is put yourself in the situation, be proactive, um, statistically open up more and more doors and opportunities for yourself. So what could you focus on as success in the meantime until you meet that connection? And there could be different things to look at it. So one might be thinking about practicing new skills. This is an opportunity to for self-growth if you want to change any habits. For example, if someone finds that they maybe in dates tend to overfocus on what the other person wants or their needs are. You know, maybe they really knew that they wanted to leave the date, they were getting tired after the first hour, but they stayed three hours because they noticed the other person wanted to stay. So could you practice assertiveness and could you practice, you know, saying it's been, you know, lovely to chat to you, you know, I'm tired, I'm going to head off now. It can be daunting to start to break those patterns, but that's something that's not only going to help you in the dating world, but could help you in other areas of life, whether it's with family, friends, workplace, generally, you know, strangers, you know, to, you know, a marketing person on the street or things like that. So is there any person skills, you know, person to person skills that you're wanting to shift or change or practice? And could you use that as a bit of a practice ground? If you think about, you know, your ultimate relationship that you'd like to be in and what your values are, if you value honesty, your humor, in-depth conversations, how could you start to practice those before you're even in the relationship? Because it's when we get into a relationship, it's not that it just magically all happens then, but usually it's a long kind of journey of chipping away at things that brought us to that experience. So the more you can practice it, you know, one little thing each date, that means that you're going to be able to bring that value, that quality more easily when you do meet the people that you connect with the most. So really tapping into, is there anything skill I want to practice or self-growth? Okay, everyone, I hope you have a lovely day or night wherever you are, and I'll talk with you again soon. 